Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. Only fake things are perfect. Think about that for a minute. As humans, we seem to be consumed with the idea of perfection. Mother Nature, it seems, not so much. It is the randomness of a tree, for example, that keeps us looking at it and enjoying it. It is relaxing to see the different shades of green, the different branches, some longer, some shorter, swaying in the breeze. A few months back, I had the privilege of visiting the Frederick Meyer Gardens and Sculpture Park in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It is a must-see if you ever are near there. I took many pictures, and when I got home, I started looking at them and realized that none of the plants were perfect. The size, even the shape of flowers on the same bush varied. Leaves were scattered around in different directions and spacings. For centuries, it seems that artists were quite determined to make their paintings perfect. Then artists like Van Gogh and Picasso came along and refused to bend to the unrealistic goal of perfection. Genres like cubism, surrealism, modern art are examples of these endeavors. My father was a teacher, and he had a set of beautiful books about art that were published by the New York Met. There were ten of them, and each one explored a different genre of art. And I'm happy to say my daughter still has those books now. As a child, I was only allowed to look at them while sitting on his bed. I spent many hours doing just that. I recall that when I first encountered surrealism in particular, I was taken back. I asked myself, why would anyone want to paint something like that? I found it disturbing. Since then, I have come to appreciate these genres. I have come to appreciate the beauty, the value, the message of the imperfect. And I realized that, in this life at least, striving for ultimate perfection is like putting a square peg in a round hole. Let me further clarify and set the stage for this podcast. For this discussion, I will use perfect when I am referring to man-made things. And when I am focused on nature, natural things, all things not man-made, I will use the word imperfect. I think it will make sense as we go along. So, here are some key words. The first word, of course, is perfect. And Webster's first definition is freedom from fault or defect, flawlessness, maturity. I had to stop and think about how this all fit together. We certainly improve our skills and expand our base of knowledge as we mature. But humans, do we ever reach flawlessness? Should we even try? 
Definition two, the quality or state of being saintly. Did not see that coming. But I suppose when we say something like she is a saint, we mean it's someone who is striving for perfection. People who go above and beyond what many of the rest of us are willing to do. Definition three for perfect, the art or process of perfecting. This one I like. It is a process. And to me, that means we never quit trying. Second word, imperfect. Defective. Having a defect or flaw. Now look, when we need man-made, a.k.a. fake things, to be as perfect as possible. We expect the engine of our car to work flawlessly when we turn the key or push that button. A doctor who is doing surgery needs every instrument to respond in exactly the right way every time. Lives are at stake. So let's focus on striving for perfection. Now, in order to strive for anything, you have to define and understand what you're striving for. And this involves a goal. The good thing about striving for perfection is that you will not be as likely to give up. And you'll probably get much further than you would have without setting this goal. But the flip side here is that while striving for perfection, you will find it never quite happens the way you envisioned or expected. So you might allow yourself to become discouraged or disillusioned. Another potential negative outcome for striving for perfection is you may force something that should not be forced and therefore miss opportunities to go and grow in another direction that would actually be better for you. Yes, I have found in my own experience that there are times when I have to redefine for myself what I'm even striving for. So where do we humans go wrong? Perhaps we're looking for perfection in all the wrong places. Perhaps we have the wrong definition for perfection. Let's go back for a minute. Is my premise correct? Is it true that only fake things are perfect? Think about it. Even when we create things on a computer, for example, we want them to be perfect and the structure of the computer allows this. Think about medications being pumped out of a factory. We demand that each pill have the exact same amount of the drug. But what about nature? Not so much in my experience. I consider it a privilege that I live here in Kingwood, Texas. As you enter the signs, say, the livable forest, and it really is. And because it was started years ago, the trees are now fully mature. As I sit in my office, which is on the second floor of our home, and where I do most of my writing, I can look out of the window and see trees. The trees in our yard are quite tall and, of course, somewhat close to the house. So when I'm looking at them out of the window, I see neither the top or the bottom, just the trunks in the middle, where the squirrels tend to play. When I look across the street, I can see the tops of trees swaying in the breeze. My eyes scan across them and take in the asymmetry, the variations, the different shades of green, etc. And I could do this for a long time and be quite content.
Now, let's say you're sitting in an office building on a high floor in a tall building, and you look out the window. What do you see? No doubt, other tall buildings. If you are in a large city, you'll see many other tall buildings. And you will tend to determine which building you like best, at least subconsciously. But it is not likely that you will look at this perfect building as long as you would look at trees, you think? But are trees really imperfect? Or is it simply that they do not meet our criteria for perfect? Sometimes I take my computer downstairs and work by a window that looks into our backyard. There I see my garden that I started four summers ago when we put the pool in. For the first few years, I strived to make it perfect. Just the right plants, each in the perfect spot. The same plants placed in symmetrical relationship to each other. Trim off those branches that are out of place. But nature rebelled against my best laid plans. It starts at the garden center where I purchase my precious plants. I find a plant that I like. I put it in my cart. And then I look for other plants that are the same species and have the same color flowers. There are usually 10 or 15 available. All I need is two, maybe three more that are exactly the same size and shape as the plant I've chosen. And good luck with that. So I have to settle for the ones that come the closest to my anal aims. Home I go with my new plants. I head for the garden. Now I plant each one the same distance from two edges of the garden in symmetrical relationship to each other and other plants already there. A few weeks or months later, I discover something quite disturbing. It seems each plant gets a different amount of sun and shade each day. Probably different amounts of water when the sprinklers come on. My precious plants are now even less close to perfection than when I first purchased and planted them. Another problem with my best laid plants is that I did not really understand growth zones or regions. I thought I was pretty much in a tropical zone. After all, I came from the Pacific Northwest. It felt tropical to me. But after some research, I discovered that I am really in a subtropical zone, which means once again, I had to reprocess and adjust and buy plants that are more likely to do well in this zone. Yes, nature had many things to teach me. I mean, when you think about it, the beauty of nature is the asymmetry, the difference in the shades of color, the element of surprise that tickles our imaginations. And so it is with humans. We are each totally unique, as apparently each snowflake is, difficult though that is to wrap your head around. Yet we are each a unique, complete package of potential. We are not robots. As we give in to reality and embrace the differences, our lives become so much more fulfilling and meaningful. Isn't it wonderful to not be fake? My answer to this is yes. 
even though it means being imperfect. Yes, again, many man-made things are perfect in order to function effectively. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we as humans try for the ultimate perfection, we will not succeed. Think about a child as they learn to walk. They take that first step. They teeter a bit. Suddenly they're alarmed at the strange predicament they find themselves in and they fall down. But they see others around them walking. It must be a good idea. So after a while, they try again and take a few more steps until they are standing on their feet much of the time. Even then, they're quite wobbly for a while. Now, when you see this child, do you say, oh, that child, what is their problem? When will they learn? How hard can it be? I mean, I've been walking for years. No. And again, no. We are excited. We encourage them. We tell them to get up and try again. Take two steps, we say. You can do this. Do you get the picture? Cut yourself some slack as you go on this journey. And the same for those around you. The eternal is not in a hurry, and we must not be either. Failing means you tried. Just as some children start walking at nine months and others at 14 months, so it is with those of us seeking something outside of self. We all get there in slightly different ways. Some of us take longer than others, but we're all headed in the same direction, and we must never judge each other. I find that is when I get in a hurry on a project, for example, that is when I make the most mistakes. We say, stop and smell the roses. Sometimes, in your pursuit of perfection, you need to stop and take a breath. Take a time out. Let what you already know sink in a bit. See if maybe it's time to change directions. What happens when you drink a glass of water too quickly? If you're like me, you will choke and cough. We need to take information in slowly. Let it sink in. Don't let it overwhelm us. A little more about judging others. I remember my friend Kathy. She was a poster child for the Southern California hippie days. She was a mess and she knew it. But she was changing course. She was working on it. She once told me, I know people look at me and say, that is a Christian. They have no idea what it would be like if I were not a Christian. Only the eternal knows what is going on inside of another person. So back to our fascination with perfection. We are both fascinated with it and afraid of it. Here are some reasons why. First is the fear of failure. We see failure as a bad thing. So we are reluctant to go too far into something new, as opposed to looking for the opportunities that these failures may well provide us. Then we fear that others will judge us, and they will. Let them. That is their problem. If you are sure of yourself, keep it going. Someday they may even thank you for the example you have given them. 
We like the comfort of knowing what to expect. How does that work out? Certainly doesn't work out well for me. And, of course, we want to be in control. Then we end up boxed in with nowhere to go, and we can't understand why. Which is why I say shred the checklist. Evaluate what others have to say. Keep what works for you and throw the rest out. Reprocess. Make it your own. We will leave it there, but I want to summarize because I feel like I went in many directions. Fake. Perfect. Man-made. Perfection is not necessarily a bad thing. As we have talked about, there are many cases where we need predictable outcomes. We use fake things as tools. We use them in order to make our lives better. We need them. But as humans, we must be very careful not to make it our goal to reach ultimate perfection. If we focus on ultimate perfection, we will become discouraged and possibly give up. Real, imperfect, everything else. Yes, we can. We must strive for perfection. But along the way, we must embrace the unexpected, learn from mistakes, and never give up trying. That is what I call turning over every rock. Make sure you are not missing something that might be the best thing yet. And yes, it is real when we seek the eternal. For me, that is the most real thing of all. Remember, don't be discouraged or frustrated when all you see in yourself is failure. It is always time to take a breath and refocus. Now is always the time. It is always now. Now.